Welcome to Pressing In, the podcast where we press into the Word and the Heart of God and seek a glimpse of His perspective. I'm your host, Jamie DeSilvia. I'm a Christian speaker and the author of two devotional books that are unlike anything you've read before. Check out my website, jamiedesilvia.com, to learn more about my books. I am passionate about connecting women to the heart of God with biblical insight, authenticity, and grace. And now it's time for us to start pressing in. Hey friends, it is episode 11 and today we will be pressing in to Psalm 145. Now this Psalm is written by David and it is a song of praise to the Lord. And we're, first we're going to check out verses three through seven that kind of set the tone. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. Now, David starts out here definitely wanting to honor and praise God. And he does mention um, the Lord's wonderful works, his awesome works and great deeds. But it's interesting that as he proceeds through the psalm, he doesn't really focus on the Lord's deeds. He focuses more on the heart of the Lord. And I think this is a great reminder that it can be easy to get into a transactional relationship with the Lord where we get down kind of <laughs> to business, um, asking for forgiveness, offering up prayer requests, asking for guidance, and even, you know, um, taking time for gratitude and thanking the Lord for things. But God's heart is calling us to more than just those transactions of um, forgiveness and prayer and guidance. God's heart is calling us to a relational encounter with him, to experience his heart and to know him more. Now, for myself lately, uh, I've been on this writing and podcasting adventure, and I found I've, I've kind of fallen into this rhythm of regarding God as my boss. And I have these, you know, business meetings, call to order, you know, Lord, what should I be writing today? Or um, what should I be focusing on? And I am, you know, of course, I'm seeking him out because I know he has uh, the wisdom and the insight that I am supposed to share with others. But how often and I'm, am I getting so transactional that I'm receiving what he's giving me and I'm immediately handing it off in my books, in my podcasts or whatever. And I'm not taking the time to really just reflect and spend time with him and pour my heart out to him. So this psalm this week, the Lord has really called me into deeper, relational, 
personal time with him. And I think you're going to be blessed by uh, this call to intimacy with him through David's words. Okay, so we are going to focus on verses 8 and 9 and then verses 14 through 19. And these are the verses where David is uh, praising the Lord for his character and his heart. So verse 8, I'm going to read to you first. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in mercy. Such true words about the Lord. He is gracious, full of grace. He is so compassionate on us. And he is rich in mercy. And I, I found it interesting as I looked up some of these words that um, the words gracious and compassionate here in the Hebrew, these words are only used 13 times in the Old Testament. And these two words are used often together, but they are only used to describe the Lord. When I wrote my Proverbs 31 book, I discovered that there are words in the Bible that God uses to describe himself, and he also uses them to describe us because we are made in his image and we are being called to be transformed and be more like him. But there are words in the Bible that are only used for him, and here is a great example. The Lord is gracious. He gives his grace, which if you want a good definition for that, it's unmerited favor. You know, grace is the favor to overcome and accomplish and experience things that we don't really deserve. And the Lord is not a once in a while grace giver. No, the Bible says he is gracious. This is who he is all the time. He is always gracious to you and I. And he is compassionate. The word compassion in Latin literally means to suffer together. I am reminded that God enters into our suffering with us. He does not watch from afar. In his compassion, he gets down in the dirt with us and suffers with us. He is there to hold us, carry us, speak to us, guide us through. Now I'm going to go on to verse 9. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Now we know that the Lord is good. He is the very definition of good. Good to us. Um... As humans, we tend to have a different definition of good, don't we? So sometimes what the Lord says is good for us, we may not initially agree. Sometimes the Lord has permitted some really hard things in my life, but they ended up being good or bringing good. And, you know, in the hindsight, I was able to look back and see that. He has compassion on all that he has made. And this is a different word compassion from the previous verse. This um, word compassion is often translated as tender mercies. And it is the same word used in Lamentations 3.22 where, you know, 
um, the writer talks about how um, it's through the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. And same words. So the Lord's compassion or tender mercies stand in the way of us being fully consumed by the things of this world. Also something really interesting about this word, compassion, in verse 9. Four times in the Old Testament, this word is translated as womb. Pretty wild. And as I was kind of doing some little bit of background reading on that, the scholars believe that this is a nod to how the womb cherishes and encloses and cares for a baby that is developing. The Lord has compassion and tender mercy for us and carries us like a womb carries a child, a baby. Okay, now we're going to jump down to verses 14 through 19, more of David's writing about the Lord's character. Verse 14, the Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. Now this word upholds, it's what you think it is. Um, he supports, sustains, he permits um, the ones who fall, he permits them to lean against him, to lay against him, to rest on him. He finds us, friends, when we have fallen. And he upholds us, sustains us, and he lifts us up when we are bowed down. Now, kind of a double implication here. Sometimes we're bowed down with trouble, worry, despair. And he lifts us up. Sometimes we are bowed down in humility, in uh, desperation, in um, reverence. And he also lifts us up in that case. Verse 15. The eyes of all look to you, Lord, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. So many good little nuggets in the verses 15 and 16 there. We do look to him to take care of us. We do rely on him to provide for us what we need. But he's not interested in only providing the bare necessities of what we need. But it says right there that he opens his hand to satisfy our desires, our heart's desires. Verse 17, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. He is righteous. This means that God is absolutely pure in heart, that he always acts in accordance with his own divine law. The word righteous is pretty similar to the word holy, but doesn't have all the same connotations. So we have this Lord, this God who is righteous in all his ways. So he will always do what is right for us. Sometimes we can get intimidated by his righteousness, but I know 
based on all these other characteristics that David shares, God is still very much approachable. So we have to remember that his righteousness and his holiness does not disqualify us from approaching. He is both righteous, holy, perfect, and he is compassionate and kind and loving, and he has tender mercies for us. Verses 18 and 19, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. So David is praising the Lord in this passage, and he's definitely focusing in on how kind and compassionate and loving and caring God's heart is. That though he is righteous and perfect, he knows that we are not. And so he is there whenever we fall, whenever we are bowed down, whenever we get lost or confused. He is there with open arms for us to lean in to that compassion, those tender mercies. We are being invited in to a relational, less transactional, a relational encounter with the Lord. If he really is as tender and forgiving and kind and helpful and dependable, as the scripture says here, then we can pour our hearts out to him in the same manner that we would pour out our hearts to a friend, a spouse, a mother, a father. Let's read this passage again from the Passion Translation, which you know that I love. God, you are kind and tender-hearted to those who don't deserve it, and you're very patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. God, everyone sees your goodness, for your tender love is blended into everything you do. The weak and feeble ones you will sustain. Those bent over with burdens of shame you will lift up. You have captured our attention, and the eyes of all look to you. You give what they hunger for at just the right time. When you open your generous hand, it's full of blessings, satisfying the longings of every living thing. You are fair and righteous in everything you do, and your love is wrapped into all of your works. You draw near to those who call out to you, listening closely, especially when their hearts are true. Every godly one receives even more than what they ask for, for you hear what our hearts are really longing for, and you bring us into your saving strength. Now I'm going to read that same, those same verses from the NIV 
in the Lord's point of view. I am the Lord and I am full of grace and compassion toward you, my child. I am slow to anger and rich in love when it comes to you. I am the Lord and I am good to you. I have compassion on you. I uphold you whenever you fall and I'm there to lift you up when you feel bowed down. Your eyes can look to me because I will give you all that you need at the proper time. I love to open my hand and satisfy your desires. I am righteous in all my ways and faithful in all that I do for you. I am near when you call me, so be honest and vulnerable with me. I will fulfill your desires as you walk with me in faith and hold me in reverence. I will always hear your cry and save you every time. Friends, take a minute and respond to your loving Father. And I'll catch you next time when we press into another passage of scripture. Thanks for listening to Pressing In with Jamie DeSilvia. If you've been encouraged by this podcast episode, please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit jamiedesilvia.com to check out my books and do come chat with me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook.